hello. Hi. I'm Hannah. I'm Emma. And on this week's Transcontinental Tea, we will be steeping some dating drama. Oh my god. We're going to talk all things dating in the digital age. We could have said modern world or even app dating, but we love an alliteration moment. We really do. You know, we couldn't miss it. You know, the grammar nerd in me is rejoicing. The grammar nerd in all of us is rejoicing. Truly. I don't know if everyone has one though. Like people that are like, like, you know, when people just like write stuff online. It's like, I have a stroke trying to read it. I don't think that they would care so much. <laughs> so for this week's tea of the week, I got to tell you, I'm bringing a week bag. I'm bringing a week tea. I, I had a boring week. Um, <laughs> I did not have the kind of life that I really want to be living. Um, so my tea of the week is not going to be that amazing. Is yours pretty lit or is yours um, also I mean, it's, it's, it's relatable, but I'm not sure that. <laughs> I feel like relatable is code for like terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's everyone's really- life sucks. So it's relatable. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, I'm, it's just, it's very OCD centric and I'm sure that some people can identify with that. I can identify with that. All right. Well, why don't you kick us off and I'll close her out. Okay. Wait, first question. Um, what are you literally sipping this week? Uh, literally this week, I'm sipping a coffee that I made at my house oh. because I'm exhausted. And I made the mistake of napping today, which is always a bad plan. And I like, you know, when you're just on the edge of it and you're like, oh, should I nap? Should I not nap? And I just nuzzled into my couch. I'm like, oh, I'll just take a little cat nap. <laughs> Worst mistake of my life. There's no such I- thing as a little cat nap. I was exhausted at like 5 p.m. <laughs> and I had dinner with my future in-laws and my fiance and I was just a zombie. Like I was trying to be entertaining and conversational and I was like, ah. <laughs> well, so you, I needed needed, you needed to save it for this anyway. Like they can you have know, it all the other <laughs> this days. This is where it but... matters. <laughs> <laughs> this is, today's is, is where it's at. So this is it. Um, what are you drinking? I had, I had, just, I just finished a coffee, my like fifth of the day which I am in this vicious cycle of um, staying up really late and then sleeping to like noon. Yeah, I love that cycle. It's a great journey for me and I do it all the time. <laughs> right, but now I have like classes again. Like last week I had midterm, so I didn't have like a whole lot going on. But this week my classes are all starting again. They're not like early classes. I'm like earliest is like 11.30, but I work from like nine to class starting. So mm. I probably shouldn't stay up to four in the morning today but no promises. Just this dangerous thing where like you get past 10 and then it all just kind of flows. You're like, Oh, like what time is it? I don't even know. And then all of a sudden it's two and you're like, what the heck? How did this happen? Well, time is not real anyway. So time is an illusion. Okay. (laughs) Let's get into tea. All right. All right. (laughs) Um, Back to the topic at hand. My tea this week is okay. I, this is a recent like new, experience for me because um moving from Georgia there are there is public transport in the way of buses city buses but it's like there's like one for all of Augusta whereas New York City has like a thousand for each borough so I had to go to the VA this week to drop off some paperwork and what's the VA other than Virginia uh it's the veteran affairs building like the medical this is where we make ourselves relatable for people who don't know what that means so. Oh, sorry. It's um, I'm we're both veterans. I think we mentioned that. I'm not really sure if we have talked about that. Yet. Um, I try to avoid talking about it, so I probably didn't mention it. <laughs> well, we had we had the unfortunate experience of being in the military for a while, but yeah. Um, I had to go get some like healthcare stuff taken care of, so I had to go all the way to the VA to do that. And nothing. I love the area I live in, but nothing is close. 
So I had to, um, I took an Uber there, but it was like 30 bucks. I was like, well, I don't want to spend another 30 bucks to get home. So I'm just going to suck it up and take the bus. Like I haven't done it yet. I am the kind of OCD where I will Google how to ride public transport if I've not done it before. And I did do that. It 100% (laughs) happened. I Googled how like which foot to step up with or like correct yeah <laughs> um do I do I lay alms like what's the protocol <laughs> do I gently present to the bus driver with a curtsy or a sweep correct I um I mean I would like it was to just like I was like can I use my metro card can I like do I have to have exact change like this isn't that like and luckily I had the unlimited metro card that had not yet expired otherwise I would have been screwed but nice I googled how like, I googled all of this you know and like it was very clear like here's how to, it was so nice here's how to hold the metro card here's how to insert it I was like yes this is the information that I need thank you so I'm on the bus I know what road I'm taking route I'm taking um and next bout of anxiety comes when I'm like okay now how do I get off (laughs) so (laughs) I have to live here now (laughs) (laughs) I posted up this is my room now you can't come in please knock um this is my kingdom (laughs) there's a um like a, a cable, like, you know, up and down the length of the bus that says like pull for stop. But there's also buttons on the seat bars. Like, right. so I'm looking around, like observing my fellow passengers, like, okay, someone is going to get off at some point. How's it going to happen? And then I, <laughs> I missed the first one. They get off. You're and I'm like, eagling everyone. Like you built yourself <laughs> oh, a like, sniper's I nest. You're staring against, down. <laughs> I angled myself against the window and I was like, do not so casual. Oh, hey, casual. How are you getting off? (laughs) (laughs) What do I do? You know, but like, I don't want to be that person who's like, excuse me. Um, How do you leave? (laughs) My brain is new. So I'm just curious. (laughs) My brain is new. (laughs) (laughs) So I um, observed the first one and I was like, okay, I don't know how to do this still. So I watched another person and they pressed the button. And then obviously like all of a sudden stop requested pops up on the screen. I'm like, oh, okay, that's how you do it. We get to my stop. And like when it announces like next stop is such and such. And if it's your stop, that's when you press the button. So I press the button and nothing happens. Yeah, because <laughs> pulling is like for random stops, no? Well, that's what I thought. But I pressed the button and nothing happened. So okay. I pressed it again, still nothing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm stuck on this bus for the rest of my life until someone requests to stop close to where I need to go. No, what I did is I just like, I was like, well, that didn't work. So I pulled the cable and it came up again. But to this day, I still have no idea if I did it correctly. So I get up when we get to my stop and I go, it says exit through the rear. So I go to the back doors because there's people getting on Yeah. and nothing happens. They don't open it. I'm just standing there and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't bring an extra pair of underwear. Okay. I can't stay here. (laughs) All that's running through my mind right now is we used to have this joke about Usher's song, Love in this Club. And he, because he sings in this club, like 950 million times, we would just start kind of pair, like paraphrasing and pantomiming the we're still in the club. (laughs) Don't know how to leave the club. (laughs) In this club. Like that's all running through my head right now as you're attempting to exit this bus. The bus was my club. club. (laughs) It was not yet closing time. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to leave. It wasn't closing time. Um, But then I don't have to go home, but you can't leave here. Really, guys, I need to go. No. um, Then I look more closely at the doors and they're like pushed open. And I'm like, okay, is an alarm going to go off? So I just chanced it and 
it, and all of this, it felt like it was taking like minutes. I'm standing there and I'm like, everyone's staring at me. My life is over. I have to leave Brooklyn. <laughs> like, this is it. But then I just pushed him and I, I was to like, flee to Canada. I don't like Canada. <laughs> Too cold. Yeah. Um, so I pushed and I left and I was like, okay, that was a fun experience, but I'm never doing this again. Um, yep. That was so in all that like mental drama. How long were you actually on this bus? Maybe 15 minutes. <laughs> it didn't feel like 15 minutes <laughs> so i mean just, hours i don't know about y'all like who are listening that's the kind of ocd anxiety that i have okay and so. second of all can we just take a moment to recognize that we potentially have listeners who weren't us repeat listening to this that's wild that's <laughs> freaky that's so wild so thank you if you are humans thank you for joining us there are people that i don't know who listen to it like of course i forced like my mom and my sister to listen and i was like guys go listen go forth and i think i probably did the opposite like i haven't really told my friends that i'm doing it because i would rather get people's honest opinions and i feel like your friends always have to be like oh my god what are you doing oh that's great oh it's great and like i would rather friends are kind of mean so i don't know about that yeah i don't have mean friends so i would rather wait mine would be like straight up like this sucked if it sucked but like i didn't get reviews like that so I don't know, but so yeah. Keep we not have... telling us that if you do think that. <laughs> we like Love. a bubble. <laughs> Speaking right, so... of bubble, my tea of the week is about juicing. Um, now, if you're in the States and you're listening to this, you might be thinking steroid juicing, you'd be wrong. Um, <laughs> so I am obsessed with this green juice. I know it's, it's like borderline <laughs> LA. It's pretty gross. <laughs> Um, but I'm obsessed with this green juice that innocent do it's called invigorate and it really is invigorating. Like it's really? so good. It has matcha in it. I think I talked about it last week. Yeah, no? you did. It was your like one it's, of your products. It's so good. I have some in my fridge right now. It's just great. Is it like and, sweet question? Is it yeah, sweet? it's sweet. I don't, I'm not into like a bitter juice. Um, I'm such a juice connoisseur, you know, I, I really like notes of oak and, and <laughs> give me that the kale taste. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the kale taste is the worst. I remember it's, when I was like trying to lose weight many moons ago, I convinced myself that cool ranch kale chips were good. And, oh, like, I'm so ashamed, like eating flavored cardboard, <laughs> um, but so, like a, a weird, like pickled cardboard. Ugh. It like hurts the back of my throat to think about. So I, I'm, I'm casual. I'm a, I'm a casual juice connoisseur, as one would say. Um, and I go to this place all the time that does like takeaway rice bowls and they're really good mm-hmm. and they have like smoothies and other stuff, but I don't really venture outside of what I know. I am what's called a orderer of habit. So like, as soon as I find what I like at a place and Emma can attest to this, I will get the same thing over and over. It's true. Like, part of it is because I have food allergies. So it's like my personal safety. And like, I feel closely connected to whatever I order, but part of it is just, if I like something, I don't really feel the need to deviate. Like I like it. It's good. I can expect it to be good. Boom. I don't really crave variety. It ain't broke. So. Don't fix it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I go to this place to get a rice bowl and order my rice bowl. I do. And all of the workers are these really sweet Turkish guys. And I say really sweet because they remember my super complicated order and they just start making it when I get there. I never have to order anymore, which to me is like my version of celebrity status. Like when I no longer have to order the specifics that come on my rice bowl, you really know what I did. Hang on one second. Continue. Sorry, I had to, um, I had to throw an ornament at my door to get my dog to stop barking. <laughs> 
the most classical dog training style. <laughs> um, you don't do that? <laughs> of course I do. I was too trained in Vienna. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, these Turkish guys are really sweet and they know me and I don't think they know my name and I don't think they really care. I think they're just excited that they're making more money off of me today. Um, <laughs> my girl, come in. My girl. <laughs> um, so I get there and the guy has these two juices that are like orange on the counter. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I make for you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Cause I'm like, no, 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 honey. No, I'm a rice bowl. No, you're hey. making it right now. No, no, no. I don't want just the juice. I'm starving. I just went to the gym. I am expecting to smash on a rice bowl right now. Like, hunty, get it together. Thank you. And he goes, no, I make juice for you. I make juice for you. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And there's a teeny part of my brain that's like, is this like a Ruthie thing? Is this like, <laughs> Where are my exits? <laughs> is this, you know, like how unsafe is it to take this man's juice? And I, I thought about it. <laughs> I heard the alarm bells in my head and I went, I like juice. I'll take the juice. So took the juice I did. And my little rice bowl and I all went into the car. It was carrot, ginger, mm. and something else like lemon. It was so good. Um, so the PSA is I'm like two weeks away from subscribing to Goop and starting to like Gwyneth Paltrow my life away, um, because I'm going to be a juice addict. So Mm. if you hear me talking about getting a blowout or steaming anything other than clothing, just shoot me now. Okay. Just don't make any candles. Uh, I would love a candle that smells like my womanhood. That would be (laughs) great. (laughs) I'd also like to mass market it. Oh my gosh. Like it's a unique flavor of person that's like you know what I want my I definitely thought your sentence like. was going to go in a different direction my living room to smell like is Gwyneth Paltrow's vajayjay that's what <laughs> I really crave in the evenings as I watch Netflix <laughs> undercurrents are here <laughs> what? Oh, don't say undercurrents <laughs> <laughs> tasty should we take a break and then come back We can most certainly do that. And um, we will continue forward with our next little mini segment. Break time. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us. Obviously, we know that 10 seconds was just emotional to be away from us. So before we get into this week's sip on this, which is going to be pretty juicy, pretty good because it's dating and everybody wants to talk about dating. Um, I have come up with a little game. Do you want and to play a game? I do, um, this time I do. And I don't know what the like questions or the premise is really going no, to be. No, so I've intentionally kept Em in the dark because I want like a fresh take you know I want her in the moment reaction none Um, of these answers are scripted not like anything because when we normally talk about these things we do talk about them just as they come like oh did you think about this and oh did you think about that but if we had to come up with stuff like that you guys would be here for five hours so (laughs) that's how long we talk but sip or snip if you sip it it means yes you like it and if you snip it it means no cut it out okay okay explain Um, to me so this is characteristics or qualities that men have now you might be thinking these are going to go really deep they're not (laughs) these are going to be very superficial and very fun i'm ready we're ready number one blazer 
and t-shirt sip or snip really um it's just so like poorly done now it's like taken on this like how do I describe it it's like the dad bod of outfits see I stand a dad bod so I would say sip for this one if it's done well like I don't like a frayed hem blazer like Mm -hmm. the like I can picture it in movies, but it's like a gray blazer with like frayed edges and a white t-shirt. Not in for that. Got it. In for like a well done, like black t-shirt. Mm. Nice blazer. I'm more of like a cardigan and t-shirt kind of person. Oh, Taylor Swift, you in your cardigans. I <laughs> I'm the favorite one. What can I say? Okay. Next one. Guys with earring or earrings. Sip. Ooh, snip. I love the idea. <laughs> Of like, it's so like bad boy, like in movies portrayal. You know what I'm saying? Like the guys, <laughs> like Breakfast Club dude, like it's like you have a like- Not Jed Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one though. Both is like too much. Just You one. know what I think of when I see a guy with an earring? I'm afraid to know. Either the spectrum goes, Miss a Worldwide, or <laughs> Johnny Depp, like rising from his sinking ship on um, Pirates. I, I like the idea of just like one, maybe like a, a dangling cross or something from one ear. Like, I don't want, see, it's so funny. Because, like, our types are so different. I love it. But no, sip, I sip on that. Uh, it would be a guttural snip for me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Umbilical um, cord, get out of here. Okay, next one. Okay. Playing guitar slash serenading. Ooh, hard snip on the serenade. Cringy. Such a big snip for me. Hate it. Hate <laughs> it. I don't know what to do yeah. with my hands. I don't know if I should. Like, I don't know. Please there don't do it. There was guy at a party that I went to when I was many. He played Wonderwall, didn't he? And no, but he like you know that point in the party where people are hanging out. He like thought this was his moment to shine, so he oh, no. gets out his guitar, and I'm oh, like, no. just stop this. Make it end. <laughs> no. Make his eyes like stop. Oh. Don't do it. And you can't be rude and be like, can you Don't not? But he was like, let's just jam for a little bit. Was I'm this like, in the park? Because it feels like that moment in the park that we had. <laughs> no, but there are definitely like in the park serenades that I've experienced that are equally vomited. Awful. awful. <laughs> so PSA, if you're going to play guitar, do it alone. Don't do it for girls. Or at a concert. If you're like, they're meant to be playing guitar. <laughs> yeah. If you're a rock star, great. Cool. Probably play then. <laughs> Okay, I've had trouble describing this one, so okay. I'm going to explain it, but I'll probably need to give you a reference point. Okay. Street sneakers, bold, aka Air Jordans, Yeezys, etc. So I'm thinking like a really bold Got like it. shoe that no is gene. not athletic in purpose. Um, ooh, that's a snip for me. It is equal. It feels very rat boy to me. It feels very I care a lot about what I look like, but not enough to dress well. <laughs> like, <laughs> I care about my like, appearance, but in the wrong way. <laughs> like I only care about having really expensive things, but they don't look good together. So I've just bought it's a, like having a Gucci belt. Like why? <laughs> yeah. Like I've bought a range of highly priced items and thought, yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's yep. it, in, and I've seen like when younger guys do it, I think that's like a phase that everyone like maybe goes through at some point, maybe in high school oh, or something. The worst but... is when people try to be Justin Timberlake and they wear it with like a suit. I'm like, Oh my God, stop. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, Justin can barely do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we need a new sound effect where it's just me going because eh, I've done that like six <laughs> times throughout Snip or Snip. So you, I assume you snip this as well. We're snipping. Uh, yeah, it's a major snip for me. <laughs> okay, I'm large there. snip. Um, guy liner, guys wearing eyeliner. If you're not in panic at the disco, snip. If you are in panic at the disco, snip. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so Pete Wentz in like 2003, like we're beyond. I didn't it. like it then. And I was, I had an emo phase. I just was never. I quote unquote dated nope. a guy in seventh grade that wore guy liner and Oof. I was <laughs> uncomfortable. I was like, first of all, you don't know how to apply this well. You're just, you just. Number one, this is terribly applied. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first thought. Second. I mean, I'm all about like destroying gender norms, like men wearing makeup. Like, I don't care. Yeah, no, that's that's totally cool. But there's like, I don't want to date a guy who wears. I don't want to date a dude who is wearing eyeliner. I just don't personally, unless he's like a very niche band, like like my reference to Panic. Like maybe then I would accept it. Other than that, no. Yeah. All right. I know exactly what you're going to say to this, but I needed to include it for shock value. (laughs) Okay. Jeans belted below the hips with exposed boxers slash butt. That is disgusting. I want those scissors that people use for like grand openings. Like opening <laughs> the malls. And that's <laughs> I would a, like that That's size. what I want to snip it with. Thank you. Um, I, I second that emotion. <laughs> Does anyone hate- even do that anymore? Should yes. There are so many people who have not gotten the memo that you are supposed to wear your pants above your butt, not below it. I remember being in like, ninth grade and this guy that I had had a crush on over the summer was doing that at school and it was immediately stifled I was like crush has ended right here I feel like you should have to send out notifications like unfortunately this crush has ended (laughs) (laughs) they're like what are you talking about and you're like sorry (laughs) live long and prosper (laughs) um chest hair how much chest hair it's just any amount? The question is chest hair. Okay. You can specify your preferred. All right, I, I, I sip it if it's like a smattering. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like light chest hair. Like I, not like a baby hair is like just, what are you doing? That's pathetic. It's a little yucky. And, but I don't like a full head of hair on the chest. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I am not mad about like a healthy chest carpet a la like, uh, is it? Tom Sedgwick, the guy who plays Richard on Friends, who's got like the giant mustache. Yes, Tom Selleck. Selleck. Tom Selleck. Yeah, he's Kier got Sedgwick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, Tom Selleck. That's chest cute. hair vibes. Mm. Keen. Pluck a yeah. just pluck a bit. I'm I'm down, but no. Um, facial piercings of any kind. Uh-huh. Let me save you time. Snip. <laughs> sip a nose ring, but. Anything else feels very much like you're stuck in the early 2000s punk ghost or pop ghost punk phase or something. I just have never been an eyebrow person. I don't get why we're piercing our eyebrows. Also, because you can paralyze the muscles in your face. I'm like, ooh. I mean, when New York City allows it, I'll probably get my nose pierced. So, like, I can't hate on a dude who's got his nose pierced. But, and, like, are you counting, like, ears as... No, facial piercings only, not ears. Yeah, a nose only for me. Anything else, like tongue and stuff, it feels like. Like a lip. What are you trying to prove? (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to tell me? (laughs) Um, Tank tops. We're coming towards the end. Wife beater or like a tank top? Tank tops. (sighs) Sip if it's at the gym. Mm. 
It's and a snip like, for me because I think it looks gross and douchey all the time. <laughs> I think that if you're going to like, I mean, in the summer, like I'll make exceptions if it's like super hot and you want to wear. I'm more definitely of like a V-neck t-shirt kind of gal. Like, oh, I like a crew neck t-shirt. I think V-necks are creepy, but I, I don't like V-necks for myself. I love, so. I, mean, I love, I just, I love, I have. I have don't great like a boobies, so I'm down with a V-neck. <laughs> I avoid V-necks like the plague. Which is funny because you have, like, you could arguably wear no bra and a V-neck and get away with it, whereas, like, I don't have this option. I think we have very different perceptions of my breasts. I mean, great, I haven't, like, studied them in detail. <laughs> Listen, next time when we come back, she'll have painted me like one of her French girls and she'll be able to articulately yes. speak on it. <laughs> I will let you know next week. <laughs> next <coming>. week's tea, <laughs> Hannah's breasts. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Can't wait for that. I'm stoked. And the last one for Sip or Snip, the PS de Resistance, the matching track suit. Snippy Snip Snip. Snippity step your way on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like Michelle from Full House. Cut it out. It was Joey's thing first. But yes. Okay, but Michelle did it. It's cuter so. when Michelle does it. It's less weird. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> She's like snipping me out of the podcast as we speak. Get out Cutting of you out of the podcast. Would <laughs> you look at that? Um, I mean, granted, I do have a two-piece juicy velour tracksuit but i never wear the pieces together so delicious so. <laughs> but they're different colors so it's like they don't really like necessarily go together but is it better let's do a fan poll for all of our non-fans <laughs> is a non-matching tracksuit less douchey than a matching tracksuit keep us posted <laughs> no i can't wait to hear so emma is basically gonna do the sip on this this week because this is her repertoire Uh-oh. this is her moment not only to shine but to reflect to pause to cry <laughs> and to do all sorts of other things be sure so um, before we do that though i would like we cannot go into dating in the digital age without sharing our horror stories because we have each told each other hilarious hilarious stories about like just as they were happening, disaster dates. Um, And I actually have two examples that I will be giving and Emma I think has two as well. Um, One of which I was texting her during it happening. So I will be going in reverse chronological order. So don't you get confused. (laughs) I will open with Oliver the Child as read by Hannah Marie Kelton. <laughs> so I was on Bumble. Both of these atrocities happened on Bumble. It was many, 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 many moons ago. I just moved to the UK and obviously I wanted to meet guys. Like I wanted to mm-hmm. meet people. Sure. Um, and I'd been ready to date for like a year and a half at this point, but I was living in Texas before that and the guys were like, eh. what? so I was just <laughs> not interested and I knew I was leaving. So it's kind of that thing of like, you know, you're going to leave soon. So, you yeah. know, you don't want to get attached. Yeah. That's how um, my final six months in Georgia were, where I was like, exactly. Hey, but like, let's not fall in love. I got here. I was really excited to like go to a bookstore and meet Hugh Grant. Um, <laughs> and I was just ready to start I'm just my a girl. British journey. I'm just a girl. Um, and so I had talked on and off with this guy for like two or three months and he was nice. Like his name was Oliver and I love uh, that name. Truth be told. Yeah. It's a great name. He was a great, he was a very nice conversationalist. 
Um, he had blonde hair. He was studying at Cambridge University. He was doing like a post-grad. So basically we talked like on and off for three or four months. And I was at the point where I was like, okay, either we're going to meet or I'm never talking to you again. Like right. I can't keep messaging you to message yes. you to message you. I remember this. So yeah. we made a plan. Um, I remember because I was taking a brisk nighttime stroll Ooh. through Cambridge University Gardens, um, the public part. So I wasn't trespassing. Um, <laughs> and he was finally like, let's go see a movie. The new Churchill biopic is out. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with history. So I was immediately in, even if he didn't go. British history. <laughs> yeah, British history. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only history. That the crown. <laughs> but literally. Um, so we agreed to go see this movie. And it comes to the day and I'm messaging Emma and I'm like, I'm kind of panicked. I'm going on this date. I haven't been on a date in forever. I'm probably going to like word vomit a bunch of stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. She's like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll just talk to you through it. So she was the last text message that I sent. <laughs> the last and, known. <laughs> and so I, well, you always want to have a friend that's like, if I don't text you back, I'm dead. Yeah. Because straight up. Murdered- I'll call you in an hour. You know. Yeah. He's, he's murdered me and stuffed me in a dumpster. And so now it's your job to tell my story <laughs> and investigate my murder. Um, so I get to this movie theater and here in the UK, a lot of movie theaters have like a bar portion. So this one has like a bar portion that you can take alcohol into the theater. Mm-hmm. So I kind of walk in and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't really see anyone. Obviously no one who looks like my date. And I kind of catch someone out of the left-hand corner of my eye Mm -hmm. and it is like the youngest of baby children human men that I've ever seen he genuinely looked about 12 and I'm like I wonder where his mom is like like I was not even like not even a blip on my radar I looked at him again and I was like oh no 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 the universe is not this mean to me I have not been on a date in so long come on like, Jesus, this is not fair. It's him. It's Oliver. Sad. And I'm just having an internal panic attack slash like to catch a predator moment with myself where I'm like, they're going <laughs> to pop out of a dumpster and they're going to be like, ah, he's 12. And I'll be like, ah, I didn't, I didn't know. Um, and so I'm just completely put off at this point. I'm yeah. like, I just don't want to be here. I feel gross. I like, don't want to, I don't want to sit near him. I'm just like, you're a child. Social distancing pre COVID, like you sit over there. So I texted Emma and I was like, Oh my God, he's a child. And I'm like, you know what? This will be a good movie. I'm I'm not the type of person that bails that quickly. Like I I, I feel bad. You know, the guy came out, he bought us movie tickets. I'll see the movie mm-hmm. and then I'll never talk to him again. So <laughs> um, we went into the film and it's a fantastic film for anybody who hasn't seen it. About halfway through, I have had some wine and I'm looking at my phone to see if Emma's texting me back. And I notice um, Emma is in fact, not my last text message. Do you know who was? Oliver the child I'd messaged him saying I was here Mm -hmm. and instead of sending a message to Emma like God had intended I messaged him oh my god he's a child and not only did I message him but he replied oh no I forgot about that I was sometimes kids are fun oh no I forgot I'm reliving the moment yeah oh no (laughs) Just let it wash over 
So after I peeled myself off the seat and the ground, I basically made the quickest Irish exit possible after the movie. I was like, it was nice to meet you, bye. Like, <laughs> ran away. And then I called Emma and we talked about it. Um, it was traumatic. It was dramatic. It was oh all the act. The moment uh, when she was like, guess what happened? And she told me with the text. It was like, oh my God. It was. It's just that like sucking air that you can't yeah. believe that you did you just, You're like, there's no going back at that point. That's number one. Number two okay. is actually somehow better. I don't know how it this happened. One, I love this one. So a great, much. terrible dating story. <laughs> this one happened when I was still in Texas, still on Bumble, still the worst dating app in the world. Um, mm, arguably Tinder is worse based on what I have coming up, but we'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually had a friend and he knew this guy called Ryan mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, he's my neighbor. He's really tall. He's really cute. Which if you know me, tall is my type. Tall is the first thing, um, the only thing you needed. It's the most important. Um, so I was like, oh, cool. Like I'm single, like whatever. We ended up matching on Bumble as mm-hmm. well. So like we had a mutual connection and we matched on Bumble and I was like, oh, great. So we talked a few times and um, we ended up going to the movies and you know movie dates are just what to do apparently and it was a horrible date like we had nothing to talk about he was like a ginger he was in the air force and he was just like like very (laughs) not my type Mm -hmm. like we didn't connect on any levels (laughs) so um I was still at the phase of my life where you kiss a guy on a first date so we (laughs) kissed goodbye and it was the worst kiss in the world in a moving parking lot it was just bad um and so but I at walked the time away. though at the time though you weren't like immediately writing him off either no at the time I think I was just in the mindset of like it was fine um so maybe the connection it's always suck at the start right <laughs> yeah like maybe the first date was just terrible because it's a first date like yeah he's, he's not a bad guy like we just didn't connect deeply but that doesn't mean we won't right. so I kind of kept talking to him um didn't really expect a ton to come from it but was you know okay let's stay open to this kept talking to him kept talking to him and we didn't talk for like a month and I was like oh okay Okay. um and then I was like I was on Bumble and I think we matched again because I think I unmatched him and we matched again and so I was like oh how's it going blah 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 and he was like yeah I I'm actually just about to leave like I'm I'm leaving the country so I probably won't be able to get in touch and I'm like oh, this is a great send off. Like if you're going to break okay. up with me, like it's break up, <laughs> but if you're, if you're going to break up with me, like this is a great one. Like I'm leaving the country. The CIA is making me change my name. Like I love that. Yeah. Love that journey for me. I love. So I was like, oh, what a favor. It's not my fault. You're just leaving. Um, so he was like, yeah, I'm leaving the country. I'm actually going to Antarctica. To study the pen- <laughs> and, of all the loc- <laughs> to study and I'm the like, <laughs> Honey, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, could you not have picked somewhere like relatable? Couldn't you have said like Peru? So I was like, okay, have oh, a good God. life. Sure. On head. <laughs> like, all right. Cut to four months later. Okay. Four months later. I'm on Bumble because Bumble is a black hole of sadness that just sure. keeps sucking you back in. And who do I match with? But Ryan. Good boy. Now at the time I was like, oh, weird. Like, I can't believe we matched for a third time. Like, it's this is one of those be. things that you, you, you've been on a date. Like you either like yeah. each other or you don't. Why are you continuing to match? It's true. Yeah. We matched for a third time. His profile picture was no. him in a snow jacket on ice with penguins. 
he had literally gone to Antarctica and messaged me when he got back. Like of all the send-offs, you had such a clean break and you actually were going, like, I yeah. was shook. I mean, I was like, shook. if a guy said that to me, I'd be like, really? Antarctica? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I never want to talk to you either. Bye. Like, <laughs> no. Ryan, no, no, really. Really? Ryan and the penguins. So. Wow. Bless him. We, we didn't go on a second date, but he'll always have a special place. In <laughs> just, I am just so happy that like, of all of like the like ostentatious lies that I've been told by men to get out of dating me, that that one is a legit one because it's my like my favorite one that I've yeah, ever. If you're looking for a way to end a situationship, just tell him you're going to Antarctica and then find. <laughs> well, I'm gonna believe you now because I've seen. Yeah. So, I guess I'll start with the lingerer that was in Georgia because it's more chronologically convenient. As I like to call him, Georgia Lingerman. Which is a stripper name, we have decided. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia Lingerman. Um, welcome. So if you see Georgia Lingerman on the main stage, that's, that's what it is. I don't know if he knows, but like, that's what we call him. You all so. learn today. <laughs> you all learn. Um, okay, so this one was, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was Tinder because I remember another friend of mine matched with him later. And I You're was like, a Tinderella. You, I, I, I was a Tinderella Tinder. until I got banned, which is like a different story for a different day, but... Shana's looking at me like, excuse me. <laughs> yes, I was banned. Um, not my fault. I don't want to talk about it at this moment because I'm still bitter. But like, what aggressive like nudity do you have to do? No, it was. To get I mean, anyone can report you, and Tinder will just like Tinder does not care, and you cannot. And let me what? tell you, there are some insecure men out there that will report you for reasons. So I will tell you, <laughs> <laughs> Tinder banning is for like people on a sex registry list. Right. <laughs> That's not what happened to me. Um, there's just, it's just, anyway, I saw, I can't, but at the time I was not yet banned and had not yet met the man. Banned. Caused my ban. So, um, um, so this guy, my friend later had matched with him and she was like, oh, he's cute. And I was like, don't do it. And it's because of this. He was attractive, like tall, which is like, I'm five, four. It's not hard to be taller than me, but this man. Yeah, I'm five, ten. So when I say I need tall, I legitimately need tall. I just, Emma is a selfish consumer. You know what? They like short girls. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So, which is a a thought that I should probably like meditate on later about why these men like such small women. But yeah, I digress. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I met him. Reexamine my life choices a little bit. (laughs) Um, so there's a part of this I blame myself for a part of the story in that I let him know where I live before I got to know him error and I ever since this this is the first and only time I've ever done this like I've never done it again I never will um I meet you very far away from where I lived because of this this man I'm, I'm not I was not in danger at any point in time I know how to defend myself that's not what happened but this man, our idea was like, oh, well you come over and we'll like take my dog for a walk. That'll be like our meeting, right? Like my dog will be there. If you make a move and try to do something, she'll bite you, end of story. Like, here we go. Automatic protection. I'm not sure that Lorelei would do that, but I'd like to think that she would protect me. I really don't <laughs> think she's that. <clears throat> she's like, not aggressive, but I think if someone trained. would me, I think that she'd be like, excuse. Um, anyway, he comes over and I was like in the middle of meal prepping. So I was like finishing doing that. And I was like, blah, 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 talk, talk, talk. Time comes, we take her for a walk. It's fine. Whatever. It's not super long. And I'm like, 
okay, well, this was so great. And so he sits down on my couch because that's what you do when someone mentions how great it was to meet you. That's what you like. That's what I would do. Just sit down on their couch and be like, you were saying, I think we talked about this last week. And this goes back to like, this is why you should not say it was so nice to meet you when you mean I want you to leave. (laughs) Um, You should go. And then I'll let you know if it was nice to meet you. <laughs> um, I'll let you know the results of my this people will call your people. <laughs> um, so he sits down and I'm like, okay, um, I'll sit down too. Cause it was time for me to eat a meal. I think I was in bodybuilding prep at the time. Um, he sits down and he's like, it's awkward. It's awful and awkward. And I'm like, I need this man to leave, but I'm like running out of ideas. Go. And I'm like, he's, he could easily overpower me, which is where like, I was kicking myself for allowing him to know where I lived in this moment. And I was like, I'm so stupid. Yeah. Um, he's like, probably, he outweighs me by at least 100 pounds. Like I'm, in a, it's a moment. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> okay. You know, all those like horror films where they're like, don't open the door. I and the, the door. stupid blonde girl opens the door. She opened the door. <laughs> I, was, I don't think I was blonde at the time, but mentally it was a blonde moment for me I opened the door <laughs> I did I opened it I was like what's in here <laughs> it was not a broom closet <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> um so we're sitting there and I'm like try- I'm so nervous that like I'm starting to like I'm like it's like cold in my house but I'm like sweating I'm like oh my god like I said glandular issue no I'm just like so nervous and what I end up doing is I was still in the military at the time and this is an easy excuse for anyone that's still in or you're considering being in. You can say that they need you at any point in time and no one can refute that because that's just you how you can also work. pretend to be a doctor and just buy like a 1990s pager that doesn't work and be like, oh, I'm on call. <laughs> you see this? And they're like, what? <laughs> I feel like it would work less doing that, but I have no experience in that. I only I have. Get <laughs> back to us. Try both. Let, Let us, us know, know which works better. <laughs> DM us. Um, so what I ended up doing is going into my room and like texting a friend of mine that I worked with at the time. I'll say, I need you to call me and pretend to be like my supervisor and tell me like on the phone, like as we're talking that I need to come in immediately. So I ends up like, I think I put it on speaker because I was in the kitchen and I was like, okay, call me in like two minutes. I go to the kitchen and I'm like, oh yeah, so blah, blah, blah. And I'm like doing something in the kitchen and I'm like, oh, hang on, I've got a work call. And I answer it and I put it on speaker and she's like, she was convincing. She's like, you need to come in right now. Like uh, you, you have to come in like our other guy is out sick and you're the only one like left that can do this job. So you need to come in. And I was like, I put up like, Oh my God, are you serious? Like I just got off shift. Like you guys are calling me back in. Like this is ridiculous. And I was, I thought I was pretty convincing as far as I was concerned. So I told him Stay tuned for her Emmy. She's nominating herself. <laughs> I told him like he was, he heard it. I was like, Oh my gosh, I've got to go in. He's like, Oh no, that sucks. He still wouldn't leave. He was not walking out the door. He was like, oh my God, that's so awful. So me, I had to put on my entire uniform. Okay. I had to put my hair up and get dressed and walk to my car and get in my car for him to leave my house because that wasn't enough. Apparently me being like, oh my gosh, I have to like, I don't know if he like suspected it or if he was just like so unaware that he was like, oh yeah, that's like, I totally get that. And like, was so do you want me to like wait here? Oh my God, like you're gonna, you're gonna come back, right? Um, so finally, here, right? <laughs> finally, I get my car and I'm like, I started up, I think I may have even driven out of my apartment car. Oh like it was a moment and I was like, what is going on? I've never had someone be so aggressively like 
I don't know, like daft to the point where I'm like, I have to put my uniform on and drive out to get you to leave. Needless but to say, have to let it linger. Um, I blocked him, <laughs> unmatched him, and that was the end of that. We're gonna take a break and then uh, we'll just go ahead and um, introduce the intro. That was redundant. Um, as soon as we get back. <laughs> We're gonna introduce our intro. <laughs> so if you wanted an intro, stay tuned. We're, we're gonna good. introduce it. <laughs> okay, thanks. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mm-hmm. Very delicious. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. We're back. We back, we back. We're just having some tea, like our friend Wendy told us. She's not our friend. There's some issues with her, but um, I really like that audio. We're sorry, Wendy, if you're a fan. We love you too. <laughs> you know, Wendy, we're equal opportunists for our fans. So mm-hmm. we both just refreshed our mugs. Yeah, I'm definitely putting able to drink without sip noise on my resume because it is so difficult. <laughs> I'm like, let it fall like, into your mouth, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> now I'm like, <laughs> We both just took a sip and you did not hear it. So like, you're welcome. We're professional. We hope if you did hear it. Don't tell us. We'd like and I'm double fisting with the truly. So great combination. Yeah, she's just, she's doing great. Um, all right. So we're going to dive into our sip on this segment. Sip on it. Sip on this tea, coffee, drink, or other liquid format. Um, yeah. We hope that Wendy Williams has soothed you into this section. <laughs> we're excited. Yes. Yeah. Um, hoping that this this conversation is um, worthwhile to at least one person because I'm sure that many people have experienced similar things. And like we talked about, it's dating in the digital age. Yep. Which is just, listen, was I sober last night? No. Did I re-download a dating app? Maybe. I'm going to say- Let me me subtext (laughs) that text for you. I'm going to say that I did it for research purposes. She didn't. But that's not- I don't know if I'm being honest with myself, especially when my bio says here because I like attention and hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that like, while Hannah probably does have experience in dating off of dating apps, I've had relationships. Yeah, I've never had a relationship off the dating app. More like relationships. Dane Cook Relation nopes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Relation regrets that's what i call them i'm gonna come up with as many relation puns as we can so just stick with us (laughs) we have probably at least 30 more but we'll just put them on the instagram instead um so how many relationships came from tinder for you i have two actual relationships that came from tinder many situationships two actual relationships so brant was my first situationship that i desperately wanted to be relationship i don't know why i was post breakup it It really wasn't that attractive either no and and it was a tumultuous time for me. It wasn't really so much him. It was that he like pitted me against another girl. So I had this like weird territorial aspect come into play. Yeah. And it was awful. But in, in short, Brant was like textbook definition of an F boy. Like he was the worst human that I maybe, I mean, Coley sucks, but like Brant's a close second with how like they're similar to each other in that way. I knew that he was interested in me, but he like refused to commit. And I think that was my first experience with a guy who was like that. You know? Yeah. Cause you just got out of like a major commitment. Yeah. And I had never dated seriously before that. So it was like, or dated in general, really. I had quote unquote boyfriends in high school, but like they hardly yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so like post Kyle, I was like bright eyed, bushy tailed, like everyone's going to want to date me seriously. And it's going to be great. Like the idea of casual was not in my vocabulary until brand. Still getting married so. by 26, still having babies. Yes. That was my plan. And it's not what happened. So we're 27 now. <laughs> it has so. passed. It is gone. Um, so that was my first, like, I, I never call him my boyfriend, but like Tinder, like major experience. Cause I invested a lot, mm. uh, like probably at least four months of time into him. Um, and then along came Coldy. He was he, insane. I can't think of another word to describe him, but he's absolutely insane and unstable and has like probably the biggest mommy issues of everyone that I've ever met. Like he's nuts. Coldy, if you're listening to this, you're nuts. You're crazy. <laughs> also for context, she was dating this guy and he sounds terrible. Like, you know, when your friend describes someone to you and they just sound like a trash fire of a person and you're like, Hmm. Okay. Okay. And then you're like trying to find like a good characteristic. Like, do they have like low car insurance premiums? No. Or like you're just searching for anything. There's nothing. And we were about to go to one of our friends, one of our mutual friends' weddings at this point. Mm-hmm. I remember this. That was awful because he like ghosted me almost like the whole time that we were there. And you found out like right after, didn't you? Or about like him, while we were there. About him cheating? Yeah. No, I found out laying next to him that he cheated on me. He found out something while we were there because there was some emotional. Oh, he was like, well, he basically like wouldn't tell me that he loved me and he would like not take my call. So at that point I was like, the breakup is imminent. And it's coming. It's coming. And I didn't want to believe it because I was like, it wasn't so much him. It was just the fact that I was like in another relationship and I would like, didn't want it to end because I feel like, yeah, I'm, it was another I'm, relationship, not working. I'm like made for relationships. I can't do casual. I can't do it. I know this about myself. I'm totally okay with that. I yeah. am made to be a girlfriend, a serious Same. girlfriend. So, um, and at this point I was like, Oh my God, I've just had two things fail. Not that long ago. And I knew it wasn't because of how I looked. I was in bodybuilding prep. Like I was probably some of the most in shape, subjectively that I've ever been so I was like I know it's not about like how I look so like I couldn't figure out why it was happening but it turned out I also think it's interesting because like this is something that you and I have talked about a lot but like you always go back to how you looked at the time and not like how you felt or like anything personal about you and I think that is also such a major part of your story is like you you were almost trained by some of these guys to be so fixated on like what you looked like as the first stop for like things being wrong mm-hmm. but actually your emotional depth and the the your personality and the way that you guys get along never comes up until like the third or fourth ism right of like why you guys broke up yeah and it's it's really interesting because I mean you're a beautiful girl like you're, you've always been a beautiful girl regardless of your size like you've always looked good um but I think it's really interesting that you immediately correlate a relationship mm-hmm. ending to the size that you were at that time. Mm-hmm. I think it's, well, you know, and I, I think it's, I'm sure a therapist would like a field day with that if I really wanted to get <laughs> into it. <laughs> like, tell me why. No, but I, but I know because tell a lot of those relationships, um, a lot of those relationships were based off of physical to begin yeah. with. So that's automatically what I draw to when I think about them ending because that's how they started. And for me, it's like, how does relationships start? That's probably how it's going to end. So I found out that he was cheating on me because I didn't trust him. So I went through his phone. I don't usually condone going through people's phones, but like I knew that something was up. So I did. I think if you feel the need to go through someone's phone, you have your answer. I found out because he texted his roommate that he like cheated on me and I confronted him and being in the vulnerable place that I was, I just let it slide. Even when like 
I accepted a clear lie because I was just desperate to not have another failed relationship. Um, I stayed and he broke up with me over the phone like four months later when he lived in Florida and I was quite damaged from that relationship mentally. Cut to Jeremy. The guy we always talk about on the last episode. (laughs) Um, uh, So this was another tender relationship and Usually I find it very hard for the first like few weeks that I'm dating someone to be attached to them. And it's like, I almost have to convince myself to give into another relationship because. Of- yeah. Cause you don't do casual. Yeah. Right. And it's also because I'm like, I'm very hesitant to become seriously involved because I know that once I'm there, like I'm there, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that is not a light decision on my part. So to even get to that point, it takes me a while to really warm up to somebody. But then once I'm there, it's like, whew, downhill I'm sledding we're there skiing snowboarding all the snow sports I'm quickly at the bottom so we're dating and for the first like few months it was great like cutting in phase is arguably like one of the best parts of a relationship it just feels so great you know I love it but I don't feel like I'm disingenuous during those phases I may be more a little like more so myself but I cannot say the same for him. He was a totally different person. <laughs> and we, I, this didn't become noticeable until maybe like five months in. And then at six months, five and a half, six months in, we broke up. There was no sign. Maybe I was blind to it, but I truly don't think that he like let himself reveal that he was feeling like tumultuously about this relationship. He tells me he's going to come over after like the gym one day. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Like this was not out of like the norm for us. He comes over. Okay, first of all, this is the part that incenses me the most, that he walks into my apartment. He does not knock. He doesn't ring the doorbell. He walks inside, just opens my door. Because I leave the door unlocked when he's coming over, you know? Because I'm like, I know. I'm not going to waste time, like, going to answer the door. Like, just come in. But knowing what he was going to do, he walks into my apartment. Just walks in, right on in, in my living room. What's up? And he, the first thing he says to me is, hey, uh, could I get my key? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like maybe he needs to make a copy or something, you know, like, Oh, or okay. he needs to let a delivery man in or yeah. whatever. I'm like, whatever. Like, here you go. And then he's like, and then I'm like, why? And then he goes, uh, and I'm like, Oh no, drop in the stomach. I feel it. It's my heart drops to my feet. I can tell that something's happening. And that is probably the worst feeling in the world. Like regardless of the situation that you're in, when you feel that, it's like the world just drops out from under you. And it's like, I'm flailing in the universe. And he goes, I don't think we should see each other anymore. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, pardon? <laughs> Come again? And like, how, who says that to someone you've been dating for six months? You know, like, regardless of whether you want to break up or not, like, what a way to tell somebody. How insensitive and crazy is that? Well, and it's not like you guys have had like a fight or a couple right. fights, like in the weeks preceding this, where you could have been like, Okay, I see this in the water. I know that we're not happy collectively. Right. You see poten- potentially where this came from. No, that's not what happened at all. I remember I was quite dramatic. And I remember just being like, like you just leave. Like I had tried to bargain because that's like usually what I do when I met with that kind of stuff. Like sure. bargaining is my first like instinct. Like, no, no, no. Like we can work this out. Like you chill out, just relax. Um, and then he was like, seemed very sure in his decision. So I was like, you just need to go. I can't look at you right now. Like I, if you stay here any longer, like this is going to devolve even further. So like get out. He left and I called Hannah and I called my mom. And I remember just being like, 
I was like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, you know, like if you can see it coming, you can kind of like deal with it a little better. I think that's not what happened. Um, and we had like, we were right about to leave in like August, September for our trip to Cancun. So I was like, I've invested money into this. Like there's a lot at stake here for me. Horrible timing. Um, I remember being like, as time went on over those couple of days, cause we were only broken up for like two and a half days. I remember being like, you know, like, it hasn't been that long. I know that I will be okay. I'm, I'm not like over it, but I know that like there's light at the end of the tunnel. And he, he, I remember like, I was talking to my mom and my dad. And I was like, you know, like regardless of what happens, like I'm going to be fine. Like my life is not over obviously. And it never has been because of this, but it was easier at this point in the relationship to see that versus later yeah. on. And I remember him being like, well, we could come over. Like I'll come over and we can talk. And I'm like, if you're going to come over here and just rehash why we broke up, like, don't come over. I don't need that. Like yeah. you can just say, this is what it is. I was like, the only reason you should come over is if you want to like talk about this and then try again. Like, that's like the only reason that you should come over here. And he agreed to, so he came over and we had the conversation and like, we had what I thought delved into the actual issues of the relationship. And I've been like, you needed to communicate these things to me. And in the future, you need to tell me these things because that's not fair. Right. It's not fair to end a relationship because you said like, well, I've been feeling these things for a while. And I'm like, well, then why didn't you say something? Yeah. You know? And come to an agreement, like, these are the things we need to do communication wise to make this a successful relationship. And I like, yeah. for a while we did those things. Um, but I did feel that I could not be myself at that point because I wasn't sure what was going to be okay at that point. You know, like you've already yeah. told me all these things that I just naturally did were a problem. And now I don't know if like, I can trust you to love me in spite of, or for these supposed flaws, you know? Yeah. And it continued on like that for about a year and a half until the second time we broke up, which I had invested much more time and money and like, my whole life was arranged around this relationship at this point. I was going to separate from the military, move with him to Texas, go to school there. And that was the plan. Like I like, had been, you'd already looked at university. I was like, accepted into university. There. Yeah. Like I was ready. And, um, the story is still like a lifetime movie. Like he, I can't get yeah, over it. So he's, he was leaving for Texas, obviously before I was leaving Georgia. Like I was going to be there for like a few more months. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I found an apartment, like a small thing, just to stay in in the meantime. And he helps me move out into that apartment a week before. Because you guys were living together at this point. Yes, which was his idea. I'd like to point out, I was perfectly fine in my townhouse. It was the way I wanted it. I loved it. But he wanted to move in together. He um, helps me move out. He's being weird. And like at this point, I can kind of feel the water churning Mm. but I'm in denial even harder now because I'm like surely not surely this is just me being like anxious about him leaving and like he would not he promised he wouldn't do this again surely he's not going to do it again surely not and I had almost convinced myself of that I left Lorelei and like the dog cage at his house because I was like all I had left and I go home and I'm like okay well I'm gonna like get stuff cleaned up and I'll come back for this stuff later you know like when there's time and room and whatever I'm sitting in my soon to be bedroom folding clothes and who comes to my front door but him with the dog cage with Lorelai in the car and I'm like oh like I was gonna go over and get the stuff later like why is he bringing this and I go to the door what does he open with uh and I'm like don't do this don't do it 
and he's like, it's just not going to work. I insert all these excuses here. And I'm like, even more shocked now. Like I, I'm moving and doing things and I don't realize that I'm even doing them because I'm just like, as blindsided as I was the first time, it does not compare to what was happening in this situation because he let me get to this point. And I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm going to school. I've I already returned my quota. Like I can't reenlist without like putting a lot of people through hell to get that chance again. Like you let me make that decision. And you said, he told me that like, he's been thinking about it since September and it's December at this point. All of these things that I've done, like, I cannot believe that you would keep quiet about this. Like, I, I'm so, I did not have words. So he had, like, I went back and I gave him his key again and he says, I'm sorry. And he leaves. And that was the last time that I ever saw him. At this point, like unbeknownst to her, um, while he was thinking about breaking up with her, Emma had come to see me and we'd gone to Paris together in September. Mm -hmm. So while he's like building his little pro con list of like, should I leave her? Should I not leave her? We're in Paris. And the Emma that I came across in Paris was so emotionally fragile, was so like, I have to check on Jeremy all the time. I have to be messaging him. I have to be checking in to make sure that he's okay. Um, I don't know if I can say or do this. I don't know if I can wear this. It's just a very high and low Emma. Yeah. And obviously we've known each other a long time. So I know enough to know this is a phase we're going through like together. And <laughs> this is like a dangerous space that we're in mentally and we need to talk about it. Yeah. But equally, like you don't want to be the friend who's like, your boyfriend's a dick and I hate him. So <laughs> you have to kind of- No, I want line. to be that friend. I yeah. you, that um, friend. you might want to be that friend, but you probably should- I hold back. It's true. A little finesse. Um, um, but no, you're right. I did feel like a totally different person when I was there with you. In comparison to the London trip that we had taken right before that relationship started, it was like night and day. Yeah. You know, like I, that trip was so much fun because there was nothing like holding me back. And it was like, woohoo, we're in London. Like we're doing our thing, you know, like, and at the time, granted, we'll we were both single. have to tell the Paul story at some point. <laughs> you will have to tell the Pauls. Oh my God, Paul. Ugh, Paul. Um, but granted, like it was, you were in a different place then too. But I don't yeah. think that had I been in that same place when we went to Paris, that it would have been that much different. And like, not at all to say we didn't have fun. We had a great time. We had a fantastic time. Yeah. Oh my, like, it was so much fun, but I did feel, and I felt like I was more emotionally on edge and I was like quicker to anger. And I don't like being like that to my friends because it's not about them. But you can also feel just the emotional weight that you're carrying mm -hmm. during that trip. Yeah. So then she's going through all of this and we don't really talk about Jeremy in Paris. Like we, we discuss it, but basically the feedback that we kind of exchanged was, yeah, we'll probably get exchanged. We'll, we'll probably get engaged next year because Luke and I were talking about my fiance. We were talking about the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, we'll probably get engaged in 2020. Um, you know, um, you know me, I'm like, we could just get engaged for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really that was, that was the direction that I thought it was going to go. But genuinely, like we were almost saying the same things yeah. in terms of like, you'd been with Jeremy a bit longer than my fiance and I'd been together. Um, you, like you guys were like, okay, yeah, we're moving to Texas. And then like, we've talked about rings and like, this is kind of the one I like and blah, okay. blah. And to now when like all this happened that like yeah. there was no down ramp. 
there was no right. like, oh, I can see this is obviously going a different direction again. Right. Like, and you know, I think part of it was probably a little bit, at least a little bit denial, but I hesitate to even like, I don't blame myself for any of this. And like, no. I, for a while I did, I had to like, really be like, what did I do? You know, because that's like usually my first response because that's how they make me feel. They make me feel like it was my fault, you know, when this happens. And in general, it's like, no, these men are just incapable of happiness because they don't even love themselves. So how can they love yeah. anybody else? You know? I don't like it when another person can make me feel like that, but that's part of being in a relationship is being that kind of vulnerable, you know, like you have to be, but he never let himself reach that point. So it wasn't ever real for him. And then he's over here telling me like, I don't want to date for a while. I don't want this, this and that. And then I find out that he was on Tinder the next day after we broke up. Ultimately, I'm so happy for it. I would never, ever go back to that because I firmly believe that that door was shut for me because I would never have shut it myself. 100% rejection is protection (laughs) and then 10 other doors open for me into the life that I'm actually like I feel empowered and independent and never ever am going to let someone make me feel like that again I can't say the same for his current girlfriend who is like all over my Instagram hopefully you get out before I do another story for another time but she's probably listening so hey Courtney what's What's up girl (laughs) girl chill out look I'm not a threat to you because I'm too good for him so and she would never date him again because I would, I would rather die commit her to an asylum I would there's nothing. I would revive the mental hygiene movement commit her you know it's so then- funny because it's like I the idea of going that's like so backwards to me because it's like oh live in BFE Texas where I'm miserable and hot all the time or live in New York City which is like my dream city so well and I think it's interesting as well because like you saw this for me because I was single the whole time so it's a different journey but like you would have made completely different life choices if you were with him or anybody. Mm-hmm. And like you had different dating experiences while you were waiting to leave Georgia, even still where you were yeah. like, Ooh, maybe this guy's worth staying for. And it's like, no, no, <gasps> no. And each time he wasn't spoiler. <laughs> none of them were spoiler alert, <laughs> but I think it's really interesting because it was really almost simple to derail your. It was scarily simple as a dream yeah like living in new york is where you've always wanted to be like there's never been another place where you were like oh i could live there and be like happy you know what i mean right and you know it's i get mad at myself when i even think about like getting to that point because it's like it it made me like when i got here like it's hard to be alone in a city like you know moving to cambridge you know how it feels like you don't know anybody and you're like well a dating app is the quickest way to meet anybody you know, like, especially if you want attention, (laughs) which I like, I'm like, I like deny that. Like it's in my bio. Like I'm not hiding it. (laughs) Like, I like it. Give it to me. Um, but that's like also something that I like trying to be very cautious and, um, aware of because I don't want it to, like, I have very specific plans for my future, which this degree path and like the like experience that I have. And, I know that's going to, it's going to eventually take me out of New York city. So yeah, it's like, for me, I, I don't believe in like a guy's going to come crashing through the wall in my apartment. Like I really hope not, but I also believe in not forcing it. So, yeah. So like, what are your top three, top four tips for if you're going to go through the rigmarole of app dating, because especially in COVID, like we, we've talked about this a ton. Mm-hmm. It, it's not always feasible to meet someone organically. Like right. I met my fiance organically, but 
I would also have gone on app dates. It just mm-hmm. didn't happen that way. Right. Um, so I, I hated apps to be honest with you. Like it was just never my vibe. Like everybody I met, we never actually had a connection. It was always like a, we had a text connection and then we got there and it was just horrible. Right. So I would say me, that's I'm, like the I'm norm. I, I definitely prefer, prefer, prefer organic. I would prefer, prefer it. <laughs> I prefer, or prefer organic. Um, I prefer <laughs> organic um, because you, that's that connection I think is just easier to discern from the start because you're yeah. both there in person. Whereas like, I do feel that people are very different electronically than they are in person in front of you. Like not, I feel like that I'm pretty similar, maybe a little more bold over the phone than I am in person because I don't have to like, you don't have to see me blush when I'm saying stuff. <laughs> um, um, I would say if you're diving into the world of dating apps and you're above the age of 23, um, go in expecting, the first thing I would say is expect men to only want to hook up 90% of the time. Second tip is if that's not what you're looking for, don't entertain them at all. Don't even, don't even like, if you want to, like, I, I have a conversation with those guys. And as soon as it's clear, like they're looking for that, or they start asking about like that kind of stuff, I back off. It's not a conversation that I'm interested in having because, and I'm very clear. Like I tell them I am beyond the hookup stage of my life. I'm not interested in hookups anymore. Like, and I think we'll probably talk more about this either next week or in a subsequent episode, but like the way that you approach sex is also really important to keep in mind Mm -hmm. during like dating app activity because yeah you might be at step a but step d letter choice intentional is not that far away so you need to keep in mind like what your plan is right what you're comfortable with yeah and i would say also be open it sounds contradictory but be open-minded because there's like a lot of guys that like sometimes i'd be like oh i would just never go out with him like he's attractive like i would never go out with him but then like sometimes i meet those people and even if we don't have a romantic connection like i've made friends doing that you know so i would like i don't take it so seriously that you're like if that's not my soulmate i'm not interested you know or do that's what i did <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> or do but just don't expect <laughs> to find your expect to delete your dating apps and resort to just waiting for someone to enter your life that you really get along with (laughs) which is fine there's nothing wrong I prefer it that way that's how I met like my first serious relationship which was not a great one but arguably better than all my other ones so you know I do prefer that but COVID has made that almost impossible so what are some what are some red flags that you've like because you're a connoisseur I would say of dating apps um, you know, <laughs> you've seen them, you've, seen a lot. you've used them, you know, the minutia. So what are some things that like the dirty Jeremy's of the world, like what mm-hmm. are they putting on their profile? Like, what are things to be looking out for? If they're too witty from the start. If they're too witty. So guys, don't be smart. <laughs> okay. So like, I love a good wit, you know, like I love banter. I love to be able to like do a, a solid roast to flirt ratio. Like, I love that. And that's what catches my attention almost every time immediately. But in my experience, you meet those guys and they're Jeremy's. Yeah, I don't love a neg, like putting someone down. Oh, negging uh, is total, it's disgusting. I hate that, you know, like. But it, it happens online without it being as direct. Because in sure. person, I think it's a lot easier to pick it out as like a negative comment. Whereas like if you're kind of sarcastically going back and forth, you're sort of negging, but you're yeah. just negging is, I don't even know where the dating term came from. Those but are, I don't know. Those are fun conversations. <laughs> yeah, it's it's putting someone down in the hopes that they will like 
be more attracted to you somehow. Take themselves less seriously and lower their bar. Yeah. <laughs> so like, those are fun conversations to have, but I don't, I immediately am like, this isn't going to be anything as soon yeah. as that conversation starts happening because I know how it's predictable. I know it's how it's, I know how it's going to go. Usually and like, usually it's the guys that are like much kinder and less like, if they're actually asking me about myself. Yeah. Those are the guys that are like, there probably for the right reason versus guys who are like, you know, joke here. Oh, ha 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 joke here. Like, you know, those are fun conversations to have. And like when I meet someone in person, I love when that connection is genuine, but usually it's virtually like it only exists in the virtual world. Once you're in person, it's not like that. Um, no info in the bio is another red flag to me. Oof. Like you're clearly there for physicality only because you're only showing pictures. Like you're not telling and me. And or you turn your profile on an awful lot because yeah. you're in and out of relationships. And so mm-hmm. you just don't put any effort into the yep. bio because you have to keep recreating it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> too many group photos is also a red flag to me. <laughs> Can we just briefly talk about the cheerleader effect and why guys think it's like beneficial? Like the cheerleader effect, first of all, is like, it's a gender centric term aimed at women um, that is supposed to be this elusive effect wherein you look better en masse. You look better in a group mm-hmm. than you yeah. do individually. So apparently guys have taken that to mean, let me get five of my buddies together in a photo and then put that as my dating app profile. You have to be so, so um, specific and like, like intentional about doing that. Like you have five duffs you take a photo with them <laughs> what a middle school word i love it though um because we had one do you want to define that that's the designated anybody? that's a designated ugly fat friend <laughs> they don't have to be ugly or fat in this kind of case though they don't have to fit those characteristics they just have to be less hot than you yep but i've and i've helped guy friends with their profiles because they continually put attractive men in photos with them and then they're like why aren't any matches and i'm like take that photo out i don't know what you're doing get rid of it it's That's really ridiculous. disappointing when you are you like, know the friend is super hot and you think <laughs> that you're gonna get the hot one and you swipe no. to the next picture and it's the short one in the corner like, no. like, no. <laughs> yeah that's really sad sometimes i'm like ah oh, can i is it too mean to like match with them and ask for their friend <laughs> so the guy in the blue swim trunks tell me about him <laughs> no i never do that i just get sad for a moment and move on but yeah um those and any guy that opens with hey with multiple y's run but mm. <laughs> run those are the biggest red flags that i can think of I will, I promise I will talk more at some point, but this is definitely not something I have a ton of experience with. Like all the dates that I've been on collectively are probably like a month in Emma. Time. So, <laughs> I've um, so many dating app dates. It's ridiculous. So no I one can say I don't put effort in. That's for sure. Just generally, that's why we wanted to, to have a conversation like this. Cause this would be pretty normal for us talking about like mm-hmm. dating experiences. Yeah. Um, I loved this um this episode I thought this little like, emotional vent sesh it really was like honestly and I don't want anyone thinking like me talking about these things that happened to me relationship wise via tinder like that's not the norm for everybody you know it like, might be I mean it could be. I don't know I know people have gotten married off of tinder you know they seem happy I don't but know anybody who is still married who's gotten married off of tinder yeah. the two that I knew got divorced so yeah, in my experience it's I find the relationship to be formed from a dating app to be disingenuous and to be at a greater risk of failure. 
and I have my own personal experience to fall back on. And but equally, if it works for you, good for you. You know, I, yeah, whatever, whatever floats your boat, man. Like, I personally don't ever go on to apps anymore, expecting relationships. You know, yeah. like I like to go on dates and meet people, and that's usually where it ends. So, and I'm totally fine with that. Like, like I said, I'm in a place where I'm okay by myself now. But if you have similar red flags like I did in those relationships, I advise you to get out now. <laughs> At the end of every episode, we like to tell you one thing. Leave him now. <laughs> just, Lisa, just go. We'll re- let me rehash this. You can Karen, my CDs are in his trunk. Leave the CDs and go. Oh, that yeah. was the last decency of Dane Cook. Anyway, um, I'm so happy that you guys were here with us today. And um, hopefully we see you back next week. I am Hannah. I am Emma. And that's the tea. <laughs>